We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it take us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing Our bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch how we shine Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our responses be prime Our bases covered, Woo. Yeah, you know you love it, no limits to where we can go So do grab a seat Oh no, this ain't MLB, but you know it's time for the show All bases covered, my brothers, yeah, you know you love it We get it, yeah, we going in, yeah, we be Welcome back to another edition of the All Bases Covered podcast We're here on a Monday, and we got a good show for you today Um Sam is still waiting to see if he's going to have to enter the pyramid of punishment. Uh, he's hoping that the Titans. I mean, the Titans, bro. We got the Titans have to keep it close. Yeah, they got to keep it close. Unfortunately, me and Josh are headed to the wheel of death today. We are in the pyramid of punishment. Josh had the worst of bad beats yesterday. Like twenty, it was twenty to nothing. I think. Right, the Raiders were up twenty to nothing at one point, and they. Oh yeah, that was that was such a bad beat, dude. Oh, such a terrible. And then the Cardinals somehow convert a fourth down to to get the game within two points. And then at this point, Josh is praying that the Cardinals tie the game so we can go to OT. And then there's still a possibility of the Raiders scoring a touchdown and winning the game. And the Cardinals get the two-point conversion. They get the ball first. They don't do anything with it. The Raiders got the ball. They start driving. And Bumble. Fucking Renfro fumbles the ball, and it gets returned for a score. That is like Raider, man. Like, that's, that's like awesome. a poker Ooh, tournament you're losing with a primo well, there was, uh, Yeah, There was like eight minutes left, and I looked over because Brooksbank came over the house, and we were watching the game. Uh, and I was like, man, there's eight minutes left. They're up by eight. And it just, I was like, man, I just got this feeling that the Cardinals were going to do something. Sure enough. And it was like fourth fourth and one on the goal line. And Kyler Murray was scrambled around for at least five good seconds. Missed yeah. the throw. Then they had the flag, and they got a whole new set of downs. So like, son of a bitch. Because then I would have won. <laughs> I know. You would have won, and I would be alone fuck, in the pyramid of punishment for today. So, we'll find out Sam's fate later tonight. That game will be over by the time. Looking good, though. Tied up. Later. So, Friday, we will find out Sam's fate, if he's going to spin the wheel of death or not. But Josh and I are the losers. So, before we go talk about some of the games, let's spin the wheel. Josh, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Might as well go first. Just just get it out of the way. Yeah, I'd like to point out, you know who's not a loser? (laughs) <laughs> There's some voodoo going on, man. Definitely some voodoo. <laughs> well, I mean, that's because that's because we keep letting him pick a new fucking team. That's some bullshit. Oh, oh wait a oh. second. So we let's go to that. Let's go to that in a second here. First, I gotta. Uh, I'm signing. I gotta get uh, in here. I gotta get uh, signed into this wheel here. Uh, hold on one second, and I will tell you. Uh, in a minute. Oh, that's because I'm using the wrong fucking browser. It would help. Uh, there we go. I have it stored under. All right, here we go. 
I'm not able to watch my Buckeyes. That's a punishment enough. <laughs> well, add that to the list of like terrible. We're gonna pick some terrible Nicolas Cage movies, bro. Some terrible ones. See, like the like Sorcerer's the Apprentice or some shit like that. <laughs> the Sorcerer's Apprentice is definitely on that list. Oh, and what about Wicker Man? Wicker Man, hundred oh, percent. Wicker Man. We're not gonna give you eight millimeter, you know, you know, shit like that. Hey, we're not giving you good. They, they Here, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Let's go. Let's see what Reddit says in terms of the worst Nicolas Cage movies. <laughs> uh, let's see. I can at least pick two of the movies then. That's only. I'll fair. give you that. I'll give you two. I will give you two. I will give you. You can pick two of the Nicolas Cage movies. Dude, you have thirty seconds to pick those two movies right now. <laughs> Face Off. And um, National Treasure. Okay, Face Off right. not bad. I cool. like Face Off. No, that's what I'm saying. Face Off and National Treasure are good movies. He wanted to pick two good ones. Now we get to fucking roast them with really bad ones. Uh, well, like the bottom of the barrel ones. Like, yeah. No one would touch it. family video. Yeah. Uh, There's plenty on Netflix with him, too. Oh, let's see that's here. The bad part. Let's see. 211... Cage has played a uh, plays a cop. Uh, it rated a four percent. Um, Arsenal. Uh, ooh, Bangkok Dangerous. <laughs> oh, Bangkok Dangerous is probably he's got. We got to go. Wicker Man has to be up there. Hold Wicker on, Man's got to be there. Here's but the I would list. say, uh, Deadfall. Let's see, Dying Let's of the Light. Firebirds, Grand Isle, like it just keeps going. <laughs> two eleven ball has to be on that list. What, it is. Two eleven. Number one. Yeah, two eleven. Oh yeah, it's terrible. Uh, Outcast. Let, hey, be, the ghost. Gotta, we got to throw right. Left Behind on there. That's got to be one of the movies. Season of the Witch, The Wicker Man, Trapped in Paradise. Hey, we're wasting our segment on this. We need to we need to fasten this up. So pick the uh, movies, damn it. And you better and you better add all all the time for them. Come I on, Mister Producer, that's your job. Well, I tell you what, we'll pick right. eight. Josh, you guys got two Josh, minutes to pick no. these movies. You no, gave me negative. a compliment. You got two minutes. Negative. Sam, Lou, we will. We need to come up with a list of movies. By Correct. Friday segment Correct. for Josh to watch this weekend. Now, he doesn't have to do it this weekend. Josh and I are gone this weekend. This weekend uh, doesn't have to Josh be. Josh and I, fuck face. What, yeah, I really don't give a sorry, shit, Michael. Sorry, Joe. Well, my, my apologies. Listen, real quick. So, these punishments have to be done before the season's over, but this, these don't have to be done in, like, five days or a week. So we got some. So what are they, compound interest from week one to week six or some shit like that? I mean, you try, try to pay them off as soon as possible. But what I'm saying is some of these, we might they might have to be put on the back burner. Like if you get Casino Royale, Sam, you have to, you have to film a short video of yourself emerging from the ocean in a Speedo. That's got, that's got to be done in the summer. Yeah, that, that's why we need to make some of these punishments more realistic. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's a punishment. We don't have to do it right away, but we got to pay up on it at some point. I'm so, just pre-warning that if I get the punishment of Casino Royale, 
Uh, we're going to get kicked off the air just for me being in a Speedo. <laughs> well, the one I'm looking forward to for you, Joe, is the Along Came Polly. <laughs> Why? That means somebody's got to rub their face on my stomach. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, like, praying so, someone so gets it, but that's not really a punishment to me. That's to whoever has to rub their face on my stomach. Well, that's so good, question, but the though. punishment if what if Joe gets that punishment? What, what if Joe gets that punishment? Ooh. Who's face? Yeah. God. If Joe uh, gets that punishment, then we have to swap bellies. Joe, Josh, it might be your belly or my belly or Sam's belly. I got the perfect one. Joe Carell's belly. No. <laughs> Fuck no. Why no? Why? Holy why no? Because. That dude's stomach's so fucking hairy, Chewbacca takes pictures. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, so, knowing that, uh, hold on a second, knowing that we might run out of punishment so, since so many of us are losing these, I added a couple punishments. I have to see, but I got to run them by you first, by you guys first before, and then we're going to move on uh, to topics. All right, so I was trying to add a few more punishments because we might run through these by week five if we keep losing the way we are. So we got eat three blazing hot wings, which was added. We got action pants. You have to wear short cut-off jean shorts, cowboy boots, and a long sleeve button-down and go grocery shopping. Oh, and then we got fan fan pick punishment, where the uh, one of our listeners gets to pick what our punishment should be. And they know it can't be anything, like, grotesque or fucking extreme to where – We'll get in trouble or get arrested or fired or whatever. One of the ones that was sent to me is one of us has to do the Montgomery Burns haircut. <laughs> that better not be me. <laughs> what What was that? I didn't hear it. Mike, you know how much hair I have. That better not be me. So, I, I will preemptively say that I am not cutting my hair to look like Montgomery Burns. Absolutely not, Like We're not doing this. We need to switch some of these out, dude. I didn't put it on there yet. I was saying that was a suggestion by one of our, by one of the people in our audience, by, by someone on Twitter. I'm not, I didn't add that to the list. I've only added action pants and eat three blazing hot wings. Action pants, we can all do. Josh, I know you got short cut-off jean shorts and cowboy boots. I, I you can that easily you know go that. to the grocery store. <laughs> Josh does that on the weekends, man. <laughs> All right. So while we're on the subject here of NFL football, as you know, not to harp on Josh anymore, as it was a very tough loss for him. He had to enter the fucking wheel of death because of it. But the Raiders lost. They lost in just absolutely bungling fashion. What surprises me here is that you got Josh Jacobs, right? He's he's one of the better running backs, and he's a I, I don't know if I'm going to say better running backs, but he's a quality running back. No, is he not? And then 
you got this lead. Like, why can't you just pound the clock out, man? You got Zamir White. You got Josh Jacobs. You, like, just run the ball, man. And then Devontae Adams had just a subpar game. He had two catches for 12 yards and a touchdown. He was targeted seven times. But I, this is why, like, a lot of people had high hopes for the Raiders. I was like, not this year, not with fucking Josh McDaniels as head coach. He's a fucking crock of shit, guys. What, what are your feelings on this? I think they squandered away a, a very good opportunity to walk away with a win. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. I mean, I mean, Josh McDaniel, when he was a Broncos coach, was kind of mediocre as it as it was, and I mean, he did take a, a playoff team with Tim Tim Tebow, so I'll give him a little bit of credit. But you don't you can't lose that game, especially when Arizona got yeah, and Arizona got scorched the week before. Uh, by a bunch of receivers. So how the hell did this even happen? I don't know. I mean, by, adding Devon, by adding Adams, you would think that they would make the run game would be better, right? You, you know, you, you don't know whether you should stack the box. His, his yards per carry has never really translated into what it should be. He hasn't had your 5.5, you know, 4 plus. He's always been at 3.3 or lower. Yeah, and he was at 3.6 on Sunday. Yeah, that's not much better. No, it's not. Um, I, and you just allow the – I mean, you're up 23-7 to going into the fourth quarter. And then you got outscored 22 to nothing over the course of fourth quarter and overtime. That's just – Sounds like the Browns, man. Well, yeah, and we're going to get Browns, to the Browns, the Ravens. Like, the Cowboys, the Ravens let the let the Dolphins back in the game. The Dolphins were down twenty. No, but the Ravens won with somebody. These guys, the Jets won with Joe fucking Flacco, bro. That's true. That now Joe Flacco. Very I don't true. know what the Browns are doing. I, I have no idea because Flacco looked like he turned back the clock. But I'm looking at this game. I wasn't there a point in time where Cleveland could have downed the ball. Yeah, Nick Chubb. This, I saw a YouTube video where Nick Chubb. Everyone was just like Nick Chubb uh, has himself in his fantasy league. That's why he rushed for the touchdown. Yeah, because it was he made it thirty to seventeen, right? And that was though there was only thirty six, thirty five seconds left at that point in time. And then Flacco throws a sixty six yard bomb to Corey Davis, and then the Jets got the onside kick. Yep, recovered the onside. Yep, that was big, huge. And then, like, fuck, man. Like, like, I don't even know how this happened. You're up two scores with 35 seconds left. Like, you should be in prevent defense. Make the Jets run as much clock as possible. How do you let Corey? And they have no timeouts. Let's, yeah. let's throw the cherry on top. They have no timeouts at this no point. No timeouts. Like, how do you let Corey Davis get behind you for 66 yards? Like, I just I, – I don't get it, man. The Browns, that, that was a terrible – that was a terrible choke job uh, by the Browns. I mean, of all the choke jobs between Oakland and Miami and uh, – I'm sorry, Baltimore and, and Cleveland, like, that, that's by far the worst. I mean, or if we want to talk real choke jobs, the Colts laying an egg against the Jaguars. 
Now that, on the other hand, is a goose egg, like a proper goose egg. Dude, like I mean, we can Matt we can Lyons even put the Bengals awful. in that. Yeah, but so, I mean the Bengals. You could, but the Bengals tied at least. Well, well, <laughs> it looks like the Colts well, gave up playing. I'll be honest, well, though. Like, thing, this is this is the first time that a team has made the Super Bowl, came back the next year, was a seven point favorite, two games in a row, and they lose. That's never happened before. Kill well, the Bengals. And I'll be honest with you, like if you look at you know the Bengals players, like just in the faces, like they don't look like they're having fun anymore. Like, like so Sunday's game, uh, and Josh, I you know, now, how I does told that you, change like, in one season though? Well, what, but, what but makes here's that, that change in one season. Well, but that's just it. Is go ahead, Josh. I was just going to say, I mean, like, Joe Burrow is, you know, pretty, you know, Joe Cool, you know. And if you look at his face last year compared to these past two games, like, last year he had, like, this fire in his eye. Like, it was like, now I'm going to fucking prove I don't see the fire. Like, and I'm not saying it, like, I mean, he's still an amazing quarterback, but, like, I don't see the fire. He looked defeated. Uh, and then I just read. Yeah, there are many quarterbacks that can throw as many picks and still keep the game con- competitive as he did. So uh, you know, for, you know, in, in his defense, uh, he he's still adjusting. I mean, well, so, in his, his defense, his defense. I'm sorry, but uh, I'm I'm calling for it now. Uh, the offensive line coach needs to fucking get fired. Wait a second. Now, that's what I want to call pause and timeout on. I get that he's been sacked 13 this times. This is the same coach that was, like, uh, applauded last year for putting shit together, by the way. One second here. 13 times he's been sacked in two games. The problem is he's hanging on to the ball too long. He's hanging on What's to his the average ball. release time, Mike? I don't know. I don't have that from AWS. So, I don't, I don't, want, I don't know what his release <laughs> time is. But I'll, I know what I'm watching. And uh, what I'm seeing is there was a sack yesterday in a, in a crucial moment of the game where Burrow, the, the edge rusher, got around the lineman, and he was coming up behind Burrow. And, and the running back blocked him a little bit. But Burrow, instead of stepping up into the pocket and making a throw, started to try to run it around. And he got caught from behind and dropped by the Cowboys. His pocket presence is not good. And, and honestly, Zach Taylor, he needs to be designing quick throws. Get the ball out fast. Three-step drop, boom. Higgins on a curl route, boom. Chase on an out route, boom. Chase on a comeback route or Tyler Boyd on a slant. Real quick, get the defense on their toes. Then you can take those big shots down the field. But I feel like they're starting the game and they're trying to take 60-yard shots, and it's taking too long to develop, and then he's getting sacked. You, the, Burrow needs to get rid of the ball quicker right now. Yeah. Straight up, let me throw up a stat. Part of it is him. What's that? Let me throw up this stat on, on Burrow's sacks. Okay. So we all, we all know Andrew Luck retired from getting sacked way too many times. So within right. the first 32 games of their career, uh, Andrew Luck was sacked like 80 to 90 sacks, right? 
David Carr, 101. Joe Burrow, 115 sacks in the first 32, 33 games of his career. The most in NFL history right now. That's insane. That Joe Burrow is not going to last. Not if he keeps getting no, but like that. No. So, but he's got. He's got to get rid of the ball, though. He's got to get rid of the ball. He's his. This is the average time to throw for Joe Burrow right now. Uh, I'm pulling it up per PFF. Okay, this was. Uh, Sorry, this was in 2020. This was in 2020. This is old. So they, I, I get the the O line is probably going to take some time to gel. They got what three new starters on the offensive line. You've seen it with Tom Brady. His offensive line that's been shuffled up. They've had a lot of injuries. He doesn't have a lot of time to throw. That's all well and good, but he's got to get rid of the ball. That's my number one thing. Part of it is Burrow. He hangs onto the ball. He hangs onto the ball. Part of it is game plan. You got Joe Mixon, one of the best running backs in the league. Feed him the ball. Run well, some screens. You're right. I agree with you that they need to feed the ball to Mixon a little bit more. Okay. But, okay, those – so out of the offensive line, okay, you have one returning starter – one rookie, and then three veteran players from other teams that we paid good money to get or trades to get. And so if it's not a skill thing, then it's a coaching thing. So the offensive line coach needs to go. Or it's a team thing. Too just, many sacks on, on the quarterback. Huh? Or it's a scheme thing, which is on the head coach. It's not necessarily O line coach. The, the talent on the O line was shit last year. They had shit on the O line all over the place. They addressed it. It then it comes to me. It becomes scheme. I don't know if Zach Taylor's that good of a head coach. I, don't I never like that. Good. You're right. I don't know if he is, but you know what? You don't. You don't wipe out the whole entire choices. You start with the minimum. So we've already switched out the the linemen, okay? And right now we're on pace to be sacked 121 times this season. If it ain't the players, well, we got to move up to the next level. Next level is the offensive line coach. I mean, Sorry, not sorry, but even last year, giving up as many sacks as we did, the dude needs to lose his job. Wait a second. Wait a second now. Okay. 40-yard pass from Josh Allen, Louie. Catching up. It is easy to sit there and point out and say, oh, it's this coach. He's got to go. Okay? But when Frank Pollock was there the first time around under Marvin Lewis, okay, Cincinnati's offensive line ranked 10th in the NFL in fewest sacks allowed per contest. When he was with the New York Jets, he was their offensive line coach and run game coordinator. They, they were one of the best running teams in the league and had a very good offensive line. You don't forget how to coach it. 
I don't think Frank Pollock's the problem. I think it's the scheme and the play calling, as well as Burrow not getting rid of the ball. Not all sacks are the, all, are the offensive line's fault. Sometimes no. your quarterback doesn't get rid of the ball. Well, so with that being said, though, I mean, I mean, you can point fingers at every position on the field. The quarterback's not getting rid of the ball because the, the wide receivers aren't getting open or the tight, tight end's not getting open. But wait a minute. We've got some of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Um, our running back, uh, you know, should be getting yards, but it's hard to – I mean, even when he was actually – not getting a push from the line, he's getting five yards a carry. If you, if he's getting a push from line, we get more yards. He gets more breakout yards. On top of that, again, I agree with you, the play calling, I have never seen such a pussified play calling scheme that last drive on Sunday was a fucking joke. Well, you go, you go back to the beginning of last year, and what did everybody say? Everybody said Zach Taylor's play calling sucked. He played way too conservative during them games, and the Bengals lost a couple of them when they had a chance to win. So I'm seeing the same thing as I'm seeing last year. It, it, it's the same old shit. You've you, you got to scheme better. You've got to get the ball out quicker, like Louis said. Do the routes. I mean, our first play was a, what, a 9- or 10-yard pass to Joe Mixon coming out of the backfield. That's what you need to do. You've got to get these defenses not rushing forward and letting, like, a Micah Parsons completely destroy you. That's what he did. He destroyed their whole yeah. game plan. And you're supposed to practice and, and know where he's at at all times, and they didn't. You've seen the one sack that he had coming unblocked, untouched. Like, what the fuck? you got to scheme for that. And Zach Taylor is not scheming at all very well in the first two games. No. Well, that, that play where he came in through unblocked, that's a lineman blocking assignment. The lineman blocked down instead of – But it's still, it's still on Joe Burrow to, to run that line and get out of that scheme. The quarterback right? doesn't still run the line. Down. I understand that. The center calls the line. The center's the one that calls um, who they're getting, and then everyone goes off of them, okay? The quarterback recognizes if it's a blitz or not, and they're going to check to either a run or a pass. So, you know, I get that he's got some some changes there, but it still comes down to, I'm sorry, you give me the best quarterback in the world. If the line fucking sucks, you ain't doing shit. Tom Brady can do it. I guarantee it. My ass, because he goes Bulls and breaks pick. two more uh, iPads. Guarantee it. Tom Brady. Tom Brady wins it. No, no. Tom Brady has the quickest release in the game still at his age. And so, yeah, I will say that. He'll find a way to get rid of it, man. Even though his offensive stats haven't been great this year, the Bucks are 2-0. and So, I, I don't know. We'll see about the Bengals. This Against team, two quality opponents, right? Not not crap teams either. I mean, I get Steelers are a shit team. They're a shit team. I mean, the Cowboys—they were on their backup quarterback. There's, honestly, we should be two and zero right now. 
Now we got to go face a Jets team that's hungry, that played an exceptional game against Cleveland, that beat us. Want to make it two and zero in the state of Ohio, man? Yeah, well, you might, you might. We better. Something's got to change. I don't know what it is. I don't know if, if this year the Bengals are just, you know, they bought into their own hype. I don't know if Burrow's frustrated with his offensive line. I, I don't know what's going on. Well, all I know is this: you can't keep spotting teams. 14-point leads at the half and then trying to make a run in the second half. They got to they, – they've been – They have to play cleaner football, right? They do. They've been outscored 34-6 to six in the first half so far in well, two games. They, they need to come out – like, they come out cold the first half, and that second half they come out and they try to catch up. Like, they can't do that. they got to come out and, and play for four quarters. Um, yeah. I will, I will say this before we go to the next segment. Here's the thing. Yes, the Bengals are 0-2 right now, okay? But, and you know I love my Bengals. Like, do they need to make some changes? Yes. But do I think they, they can bounce back? Fuck yeah. Okay. We'll see if they, if they right, bounce so, up against these Jets. Yeah. All right, we got about 45 minutes to go. I just want to say one thing real quick before we go on to college football and some other things. Josh is going to beat me this week in fantasy football. It stings a bit, but I made the mistake. I thought Gabe Davis would play today, and I thought there would be more updates on Sunday regarding his health status. They didn't update shit. There was no up evening on Gabriel Davis, which is when they ruled him out. And if I had known better, I probably still would lose, but C.D. Lamb, I would have started, who got like 14 points. I would have a better chance at winning. Because even with Gabe Davis in, Josh was projected to beat me by two points. But as you know how projections go, anything can happen, especially if it's that thin of a margin. But uh, Josh is going to move to 2-0. and I'll be 1-1. One and one, but That's okay. All right. Moving I dropped on. 130 well, you, in my standard, never know. by the way. FYI. Hey, Mike, be glad that you're not in uh, the fantasy league that I, uh, me and Josh were in uh, years for the past few years because uh, – Finding out that you didn't recognize that somebody was not injured or, or going to be injured um, and you didn't sit on there long enough, you'd be bitched out by our commissioner. No, I mean, I knew he was injured, but there was still a chance he would play tonight. He was questionable, and I didn't pay. And oh, you don't have to game reason it. I, I understand. I'm just saying, like, that's the oh. kind of baby back bullshit that we had to deal with. All right. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how a commissioner can bitch at you for for having a player in your lineup that you think is going to play, and then on Monday night they because, they don't play. Because Joe Joe did that a few times during the season. That's that's why. It wasn't just one <laughs> well, time. I I tried to replace him with Isaiah McKenzie, but Yahoo fucked me and said that that they allowed me to lock up and pick up, but they weren't going to let McKenzie play until week three. Touchdown, Stephen Diggs, baby! Woo! Game over. Yeah, game over. All right, guys. So, all right. Herm Edwards out at Arizona State amid a one and two start in a major investigation. We already know Nebraska's open. Auburn is looking likely like it's going to be open now, and they got drugged by Penn State at home, forty-one to twelve. I, I don't know how. I know that Auburn job will will have quite a few suitors for it. Arizona State, I wonder about. 
Now, they are in a nice location. They can recruit California. They can recruit Arizona. They can recruit um, Texas, a couple other places. But they're in the Pac-12. The Pac-12 doesn't have the money, and they're losing USC and UCLA to the Big Ten in a couple years. I don't know how attractive the Arizona State job is. It makes me wonder who might take that job. Auburn is a very attractive job, but the problem is they play in the SEC West, which will soon house Oklahoma and Texas. Plus, you have to go up against Alabama, LSU, and Texas A&M every year, along, along with Ole Miss now. That's a murderer's row. Like, Jimbo Fisher is on the hot seat. He's only been at Texas A&M a few years, and he's not winning enough there to to justify, I guess, his contract. So I got to ask you guys, I think – now, I know you guys laugh at me on this one, and but this is my real analysis. I think of those three jobs, Auburn, uh, Arizona State, Nebraska – is the most appealing because they play in the easier division of the Big Ten. If you get a coach there, Nebraska already out-recruits Wisconsin and Iowa and Minnesota every year, but they just they haven't developed that talent. But if you just get good recruiting classes in there, like 20, 23rd, 24th, 25th, and you develop guys – you can easily be the best team in the West. Now, granted, you still have to play, you would have to play the Ohio State, the Penn State, and the Michigan in the Big Ten title game. Fine, but if you go at Nebraska, you go ten and two, nine and three, eleven and one, ten and two, and you're playing for Big Ten titles, and you occasionally maybe win a Big Ten title, and you're going to like the big time bowl games. You're set. But at Auburn, you got to. Beat Nick Saban, you gotta beat LSU, you gotta beat Ole Miss, you gotta beat Arkansas, you gotta beat Texas A&M, you gotta beat Georgia in Florida. I mean, and you have to beat the hottest team that's coming out of those areas every year. Yeah. There's someone I mean, hot every year coming out. That's a tough. That's a tough ask to sit there and say, can you win ten games every year and beat out Alabama? 50% of the time, which is basically what Gus Malzahn was able – I don't want to say 50% of the time, but I think <laughs> Gus Malzahn at Auburn was at least two or – I think he had three wins against Alabama. I think he was like three and five against Alabama. So not like the worst showing in the world. And then Arizona State plays in a dime. That's considered a win against Saban. Yeah, you're able to win. So – I don't know, man. College football is getting more and more competitive. There's a lot of money involved in it. It's just – and speaking of Nebraska, they're cleaning house. They fired their defensive coordinator after what happened on Saturday. Uh, Eric Chander's what gone. Happened? What happened? Um, I, didn't, I didn't see what happened. What happened on Saturday? I I hate you, Josh. I hate you. Just make me say it again. Go ahead, say it. What happened they got on Saturday? Butt fucked by Oklahoma is what happened. Without Luke. What was, what was the score again? Luke. Was it 49-14? to 14? It was forty nine to fourteen. You oh, okay. fucking ass clown. Just make just making sure so, I making sure I read that score right. Over Wait, I didn't hear. What was the score again, Josh? Uh forty nine to fourteen. All right, cool. Thanks. Cool, cool. So this is what's happening here. So forty nine to fourteen, yes. Oklahoma railroaded us. And uh Nebraska 
unfortunately, has fired their defense coordinator. See, I can control. I just muted you guys. So, how about that? How, how do you like them apples? So, anyways. Um, let me ask you. Talking to yourself now. Let me ask you real quick, Josh. And, and Sam, maybe you'll know some of this. Joe, maybe you'll know some of this too. But what teams in college football this year do you think are, are for real, for real? Like, won't suffer, like, a terrible-looking upset. Like, I think we all know Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia are for real. I don't think Oklahoma is as good as their 3-0 record. I think they've played a soft schedule so far. I think when they have to play Texas and Baylor and Oklahoma State, I think Oklahoma's probably going to finish with two or three losses this year. I don't think they're that good this year. I think Texas is better uh, than I, advertised this year. Probably. I mean, I, I didn't expect them to, to be as good. I, I I mean, they looked great against uh, Nebraska. Um, I know they struggled the week before. I mean, once they get in the meat of the, the Big 12 and facing some team, then we'll kind of see. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think they still got a tough test against Baylor. They got Texas. Uh, you never know if Q, uh, Quinn Ewers is going to be back for that game. That dude looked phenomenal yeah. against Alabama. Uh, but Georgia absolutely, like I said, looks great. Uh, they were they were one of my choices for the, the championship. Alabama, they should have got beat by Texas. So I think I think Bama could suffer a loss during the season. Okay. Uh, Ohio State. Uh, I don't think they lose to the in the regular season until maybe Michigan. They're um, not losing. I'm going to right now, go out on a limb. I'm going to tell you right now they're not losing to Michigan. But the one game I would be worried about if I was Ohio State is it's the home game. It's a it's the home game right before Penn State, which is a huge game, and we know Penn State especially at home, has played Ohio State very tough. But Iowa, Iowa's offense has been awful this year, don't get me wrong, but their defense has played very good. And Iowa beat Ohio State a few years ago uh, when uh, when Urban Meyer was the head coach. That, that So Iowa comes in between Michigan State. Uh, Iowa is a sandwiched home game in between road dates at Michigan State and Penn State. I feel like Iowa is a very sneaky trap game for the Buckeyes uh, um, in the regular season. I don't, gonna I'm, not gonna Ohio State, I'm not going to pick Ohio State to lose that game, but that's the game that I would be worried about if I was an Ohio State fan just because of where it falls in the schedule. No, I don't see, I don't see Iowa. Maybe Penn State. Okay. Uh, but, no. Iowa doesn't scare me. I mean, they scored what fourteen points the first two games or first two games of the season. And I get it. I don't even know what they scored last game. I understand. I, I understand all that. I, I get that Iowa's offense has looked terrible so far. That's that's fine. The thing is that I Iowa is one of those teams that tends to get better as the season progresses. And I'm not saying Iowa matches up well with Ohio State. I'm just saying that they, they're a strong, disciplined defensive team, and that game falls in between Michigan State and Penn State. 
So you got a rival in Michigan State, you got a rival in Penn State, and you got Iowa sandwiched in there. Could Ohio State get caught looking ahead? That's all I'm saying. It happens to quality teams all the time. They have a team that they're not super concerned about, maybe doesn't have a great record, and then they take their eye off the ball. We'll see. I don't don't think that's a a trap game. Okay. This was uh, 2017, by the way. That was the last time Iowa beat Ohio State 55-24. to Okay. And then it was also the last be- time it was what Urban Meyer. This is this is a whole new coaching staff. I think they see that, and I don't think it's going to happen. Okay, I, I'm just I'm, what I'm trying to say is this: is I was trying to look at that Nebraska schedule for, because, by the way, Iowa came into that game five and three. Okay, Iowa came into that game five and three. Ohio State, I believe, was undefeated at that time. That was in 2000. I'm looking back at the past 17. What's that? Yeah, and Ohio State got their ass a spank that game. They did. Uh, but and you, guess you look what? At last year. You look at last year. But everybody uh, my, said Purdue was the trap game. Right? Everybody yeah. was like, oh, Purdue's already upset two top five teams. And you see what Ohio State did to them. That's fine. I think I'm going to say this is a lot better. When Iowa beat Ohio State in 2017, guess what? It was sandwiched in between two games between Penn State and Michigan State. Rot row raggy. So I'm just saying. Look, I I'm not I am not saying Iowa's going to win that game. I'm just saying that would be a game that I would have my eye on because I feel like it could be a classic trap game. So we will see what happens. But, all right, Josh, we got about 13 minutes left. Before I do views from the weekend, I want to go into things that piss me off. So are you ready? Yeah, give me one sec. All right, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Number five, fantasy football. I started the day off 0-3 today. Fucking bullshit. Number four, Lyle Collins. You tell somebody I'm your bodyguard, no one's going to touch you. Joe Burrow's been touched 13 times. The Las <laughs> fucking Vegas Raiders. Enough said. Fucking punish me because they can blow a fucking 17-0 lead. And then fumble when they had a chance to win. Number two. I had to change this, but it was Mike Louie if he beats me in fantasy. Never mind. I won now. (laughs) Fuck you. And number one, I know this is a segment for later. WWE. Roman Reigns versus fucking Logan Paul at Crown Jewel. Are you kidding me? Like, what the fuck? For the title? Come on, this dude's a fucking joke. He's had two wrestling matches. You know, give him a title shot. Come on, WWE, you can do better than that. Terrible. And that is what pissed me off. All right. Well, I'll make the weekend views very, very quick so we can talk about that Logan Paul atrocity. But here we go. I haven't done this in quite some time, but here are my views from the weekend. 
Nebraska. Apparently, Scott Frost is gone, but he's still haunting Memorial. Your audio is cutting out, Mike. What's that? Your audio is cutting out. Okay, hold on. All right. Joe Burrow. On pace, he sacked 119 times this season. What the hell are we doing? Tom Brady. Should have a lifetime, uh, should have a lifetime subscription to Microsoft tablets. The Brady offensive line, terrible. Brady's out drunk, also terrible. Michigan State, token. Notre Dame, survived a Hail Mary attempt like Cal. Rough going for Marcus Freeman so far. And finally, we got the Ravens. Boy, am I proud to take toast against the uh, or no, I'm sorry, not against the Jets, but against the Miami Dolphins. Tua, looking like he's back at Miami. Those are my views. Yeah. All right, that's all I got there. That was a really all right, broken team there. Breaking news. Yeah. Police are investigating the allegation a fan hit uh, Kyler Murray after Sunday's win. I saw that. That was uh, ugly looking. And, and just oh. an update, I am now beating Mike Louie 137 to 131. Just throwing right. that out there. For Fuck you. off. Thank you. Also, right now, Sam, the Bills are up by 10. They're up by 10. Crap. So, as of right now, you're – you're covering, I think, right? Like, he's covering his spread with 10 points. It's a push. It's a push. You, so you would be safe from the pyramid. But Let's just call the game now. No, we can't call the game no, now. No, we got a whole other half, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not play the other half. Someone pull the plugs at the, at the stadium. <laughs> oh, shit. And, and Mike, Louis, right. there's, there's, a, there's another story that uh, – Notre Dame is looking at possibly Urban Meyer, too. So, Nebraska's got some uh, competition now on the Urban Meyer sweet uh, he's not, he, he wasn't going to go to Nebraska anyways. But do you really think – do you think Notre Dame would fire Marcus Freeman after one season? Dude, they, if they lose like or do what they've been doing, absolutely. Interesting. I mean, you're almost a playoff I, team, and then you freaking – you just lose. I don't know. Be interesting. I don't know. I don't know if they do it. After, I don't know if they do it after one year. I think that would be a bad look for Notre Dame recruiting wise. If I was recruiting against Notre Dame, I'd be like, yeah, you want to go to a school where they fired their first black, one of their where they don't give their black head coaches any time to win games. Oh, now you just made it about race. No, I mean, but that's what you know. Coaches are going to do that when you're negatively uh. recruiting against somebody. They're going to be like, Joe, oh, you want to go, you want to go there? I don't care. What button? I thought you were going to you're give me the bad joke one. I wasn't making a you joke. That's what it was supposed to be, the bad joke one. But I wasn't making a oh, joke. I'm being dead. Say what again. Say what again. I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time.
Does that, does that fit, Joe? Is that, is that the jar? Put a dollar in the fucking jar, Joe, for misuse of fucking sound bites. Put a dollar in the goddamn jar. You're fired! Oh shit. All right. Josh, let's talk to let's talk a little bit in this time we got now uh, about how the Logan Paul main event came to be. Because I'm with you. I thought when I when I saw Triple H signed on, I was like, gone are the fucking days of fucking cheap ass main events that are all about fucking star power. And someone used to play that YouTube clip that he put up on YouTube where he was like videotaping like the pe- people that commit suicide in Japan or something like that. Yeah. By accident, yeah. they should do that. Quote unquote. He sucks, bro. He sucks. But I, you know, I know Logan Paul's an entertainer. I know he's very good at what he does. I know that. I I know that Logan Paul looked good in his in his most recent match that he did. But come on, to throw him in the ring against Roman Reigns for the title. If I'm like, was there nobody better? Is there literally not a single better wrestler that's better? There's so many of them, right? Rollins, I'm like, oh, absolutely, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a fucking joke. Uh, I mean, the last the last two months of wrestling news has just been absolutely brutal. Between everything that's going on in AEW, and then you got the joke of a fucking main event for Crown Jewel. Like, so, so what's going on? Did, did somebody not want to get paid to go over there again? Or, hey, I we're just know. gonna throw this guy because we just want to waste time so Roman keeps the title up until WrestleMania, both titles. No, it, I mean it, it's okay. absolutely bonkers. Roman Reigns is mapping out his, his dates for, for shooting a movie that he just signed on to in the interim. He's literally not doing shit besides that. Oh, exactly. He's, he's a part-time wrestler now, which is fine. He deserves it. I mean, they pushed him for years to be the, the head guy, and he wants to be part-time. That's fine. Get the title off of him. You let so, other people I, I play. build the product up. So I got to tell you guys something. I, here, I'm reading this right now. Here's a little insight as to why Logan Paul is in this title match for Crown Jewel. As we all know, Crown Jewel is in Saudi Arabia, which, whatever. I don't know why we're having pay-per-views in Saudi Arabia. but The Saudi- reason why the golf tournaments are also run there, too. Yeah. The Saudi prince is a giant fan of Logan Paul. He's a giant fan. He's a big deal. Logan Paul is a huge deal to the Saudi Arabian prince. And that's the theme of these shows, making, putting on a good show for the Saudi Arabian prince. So it's not even about selling, uh, selling more tickets. It's about booking matches that the Saudi prince wants to see. And if they play, it's in play because the prince wants Celebrity fights in Saudi Arabia to build the name in the media of Saudi Arabia. And Logan Paul will get more hype 
from the press in Saudi Arabia than Kevin Owens or Seth Rollins would. So basically, we but for the fan base, but for the fan base, those other matches make way more sense, right? Oh, of course, of course. But for fucking Saudi fucking prince who cuts journalists' fucking heads off, then do whatever we can to please him. Well, you do know they give like the WWE like forty or fifty million dollars to come over there to put on that show every single time. I do. I- that's why I, they do if that. I was WWE, I mean, they should just do for fun, uh, take it back old school to the Attitude Era and do, uh, Attitude Era and do a bra and panties match in Saudi Arabia. See how well that goes over. I mean, I, I'm telling you what, give it, give it five to ten more years. You're going to see a lot more big things go to Saudi Arabia. I have a feeling NFL is going to go there one day. They're going to play. MLB will probably end up going With the there. amount of beer that Americans drink, there's no – Fucking way! There, so the, Qatar is, is 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 hosting the the Olympics, and they have like, oh, bro, it's fucked. It's completely fucked. That's a, uh, it's not the Olympics. It's the uh, World Cup, right? That's why I said the World Cup. Yeah, that's why I said the World Cup. The they're doing the World Cup in November instead of its usual summertime schedule because the heat is too crazy in the yeah. summertime. I just oh, I don't know, man. It's, about that. it's it's fucking stupid, dude. I I I. It is what it is. Well, Roman Reigns is going to win. There's no chance Logan Paul takes the titles from Roman Reigns. We all know that. No, nope. that's not even we were even watching. Not true. Not true. Not with the Saudi prince involved now. <laughs> He's not going to win. True. Um, all right, real quick now. We got about a minute to go. One good thing that Triple H announced, though, that I'm looking forward to, and, and I, I watched as a kid when I used to watch WCW as well, is he's bringing war games for Survivor Series. Interesting. I don't know if you – did you ever watch the war games in WCW? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. But I, I'm a, I'm like a traditionalist. That, I love the the five on five Survivor Series, but I don't think it should be brand okay. versus brand. They need to just do it on the same, and and do it that way. But I do. I, I mean, the, the the War Games was two rings connected, uh, uh, surrounded by steel cages, man. Like I think, I think we get some good matchups there, man. That that could lead to a very interesting Survivor Series. I'm sorry, I, I didn't like those. The elimination, the team on team, you know, and then you might be left with three on one. I also thought that was kind of boring to me, man. So I like this idea a lot of having the war games at Survivor Series. I, I, I especially if they if they get it right with the with we're going to be in it. I think I think it could be a huge draw. So we shall see. But so, it's, it's so is this, it's been kind of weak. So before you go to that, that, is this uh, pay-per-view to where uh, they bring back the theme, too? Oh, maybe. Maybe. Could so be, they man. said he, wa- yeah, they wanted, to, they wanted to be on a big stage. This is a big stage. And apparently during house shows, they've been turning the lights out, and you start seeing yeah. uh, everybody's cameras on for the fl- the fireflies. So yeah. could this be uh, a thing to where he returns finally? Maybe, or maybe they hold it for Royal Rumble. Well, it would be a great Survivor Series match, though. 
It would be. It would be. And all we right, ride guys, into that. That is, all that is all the time we have. Uh, I, all I'll say is this, uh, as before we leave, is go Bills and fuck you, Sam. I hope you have to join us on the Wheel of Death. Suck a D. <laughs> and, and now right, this bud's not for anybody Friday. because i got to do another fucking punishment. So I'm keeping this bud for <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Right. Joe's riding that trivia luck, man. <laughs> All right, thanks, everybody. We cover our bases, basic, you can't erase us, back and forth, watch where it takes us. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it, always our response is amazing. Our bases covered, yeah, yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome. First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather, then you know we bringing it home. We cover our bases, basic, you can't erase us, back and forth, watch how we shine.